one of the things that came to my heart during 4th of July, obviously, is there's been a lot of uh, discussions that have been going on in public in this last season and year and years uh, in terms of uh, many injustices that have been occurring in our country for a long time and different things that have happened. And so you have people that are, you know, basically fighting for all the great things of, of, of America. And you have people as well that are saying, wait a minute, there's some great things, but there's also some things that need alignment and justice. And I think both sides are correct. And from a biblical perspective, I believe that one of the key things for us to understand is that this nation is a nation under God. Can you say amen to that? Or at the very least, we want it to be more a nation under God. We want the kingdom of God to invade. Remember that um, there's a lot of political wars going on, but we're, we don't fall into that political world. We fall under the government of the kingdom of God and the value system from the word of God. It's so important. If it aligns with the word, we align with it. If it doesn't align with the word, we don't align with it. And that's very important. So based on that meditation in my spirit, in my heart, I began to think, man, what, what, what was this nation birthed under? And so the first thing we understand is they left, you know, uh, England in order to have freedom of worship. And, I, and that's where I want to focus on because uh, at the very least, this has given us all an opportunity to be able to worship God with freedom like we're doing today. But one of the things that comes to mind during the 4th of July is how many lives have been shed. How many lives have sacrificed to be able to fight for this country, both in the independence of this nation and as well every single day around the world. How many of our soldiers, and we have uh, one of our soldiers here, if you can stand up. Is there any other veterans here in the house? Just want to honor you and thank you for fighting for our country, for protecting our freedoms. Thank you so much. We honor you for that. And, and, and how many of you know, our fellow uh, citizens have died and shed blood for freedom? So today I want to talk about the power of the blood. Because it was blood and sacrifice that was the price for us as Americans and citizens to enjoy the freedom to worship God on this land. And it was the blood of our Messiah, the blood of our Savior that opened the way for us to experience eternal victory in Jesus. Can you say amen? So let's talk about the blood. How powerful is the blood. The blood is so powerful that it carries the oxygen that we breathe. It is the very blood that pumps through our heart that goes in a cycle. It comes up uh, black from uh, everything inside of it and then when it pumps in the heart it flows back down red full of life. That is the circulation of blood that goes through our brain and all of our organs to function. Blood is so powerful that the white cells defend us from the invasion of pathogens or things that want to destroy our body. The blood is so powerful that it has proteins in it that will protect us from fatal uh, hemorrhages and different things that can bring death to our body. The blood is so powerful 
that it renews in our bone marrows. The Bible says that the Word of God is active and powerful, penetrating the soul and the spirit, and even penetrating the marrow of the blood. The Word can literally go into our bones and speak life into it. The blood is so powerful that after a certain time, it renews. Cells are transformed every few months. It is so powerful. Listen to this. Our blood is so powerful that it can travel about 12,000 miles every single day. That's how much travel there is, how much emphasis God put on our bloodstream. The blood, veins, and arteries, uh, literally, they compile about 60,000 miles long. That is, our body has a travel network that can literally go around the circumference of the earth two times. That is how powerful uh, God focused on the blood. Look how amazing the blood is, that literally your blood gets hot or it boils when you get angry. In other words, blood is not just something of physical matter. There is an emotional connection to it. The blood gets hot when you get angry. The blood chills when you're afraid and have fear. It curdles whenever threatened. So the blood not only is a physical component that brings life to our entire being, it is also connected to the emotional component of our lives. But the Bible goes even further. In Leviticus, it says that life is found in the blood. And the word life there is literally the word nefesh, which means soul. So not only is the blood powerful for our physical functions, not only is the blood connected to our emotional functions, the blood is literally connected to our soul and our spirit life. The Bible teaches us that when God created man, the Bible says that he created him from the earth, from the ground, the Bible says. It says in Genesis 2-7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living nefesh, a living soul. And so when we understand this, we understand how God created us spirit, soul, and body. But I want you to understand something so powerful in the Hebraic mindset of God about the blood. Look how powerful blood is to the mind of God that when he created Adam, did you know that he put inside of the name Adam, he put the word blood. Did you know that? Did you know that Adam is in Hebrew Adama and literally inside of the word Adam, Adam means it came from the ground, it came from the dirt, it came from the soil. That's one definition. But inside of Adama, the Hebrew word for Adam, it literally has the word dam. And dam means many things. Number one, I've taught this principle before. Um, I, I want my son to come here. Um, um, uh, Edward, come over here. Come over here quickly, son. Edward, come here. And uh, uh, Ryan, come over here, buddy, quickly. Run over here. Turn around. So I, I've taught this principle before. And I've taught you guys how the word Adam has three letters in Hebrews, okay? It has Aleph, Dam, and Mem. And uh, Aleph, it, it means, uh, it comes from like Alpha, A, and it means God or strength because it has a symbol of an ox, which means strength or power, Almighty God. That's Aleph. So inside of the name of Adam, 
God's imprint is inside of the name of Adam. Now it's important for you to understand the foundation of Adam's name because the foundation of Adam's name gives us an understanding of the foundation of God's creation. He put his name inside of his son. And then Dam, it has a few meanings. One of them means a gateway or a doorway. So God wanted Adam to be a doorway or a gateway to enter into the earth. Mem means rivers or waters, which represents the supernatural. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. And by this, he meant the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about Adam, we're talking about God invading the earth through Adam and invading it with its supernatural power on the earth. But it goes deeper than that because the word Adam has the word Adama inside. And Dam also means in Hebrew, blood. Inside of Adam, God put the name or the word blood. Everybody say blood. And what's powerful as well about this connection is how the blood is the essence of human life. And in Hebrew, it, it was built inside of the very fabric of Adam's name solidifying the biblical story of creation. No other language on the earth describes Adam or the human nature within its intricate word with the word blood. That's how powerful blood is. Thank you, gentlemen. That's how powerful blood is to God. Now watch this. Also, the word dam in Adama also means, it, comes, it has the word damim, which means money, payment, or retribution. So, in the mind of God, when we talk about blood, we're talking about life. We're talking about soul. We are talking about the, the essence of, the, of our spiritual life. But listen to this. In the mind of God, the word blood also means money, payment, or retribution. That is why when God told Moses, life is found in the blood, you shall sacrifice an animal because in the blood there is life and retribution for life. Now you understand why you cannot have eternal life unless somebody with holy blood would shed a sacrifice for your retribution. Nobody on earth could have paid the penalty of damnation of eternal death but a holy blood that had no sin, no blemish, nothing, only the holy blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The blood. Why? Because we understand in Isaiah 7, 14, it says that Emmanuel would be amongst us. Emmanuel means God is with us. We understand in Genesis 3.15 that God prophesied that the seed would be inside of the woman. The seed inside of it carrying the embryo or the divine seed, the divine word from the Father. 
We understand that Emmanuel would be born through a virgin. A virgin. See, Jesus had the blood of his mother but did not have the blood of the father. It was not Joseph's blood. It was the heavenly father's seed inside of the embryo of the woman. That is why the blood of Jesus is so powerful. It is holy. It is divine. It, the devil is afraid of the blood of the lamb. There was only one blood that can pay for your sin. There's only one blood that could be shed to cleanse and redeem and forgive and set free. It's the blood of Jesus. So literally, damim means to pay or to bring retribution. There's a scripture in Exodus that's very powerful. It says, if a thief is found breaking in and he is struck and he died, there shall be no blood shed for him. If the sun rise up, there shall be blood shed for him, for he shall make full restitution. So in other words, in the Old Testament, if somebody was found stealing, literally his blood had to be shed to pay what he had stolen. And there it goes on to say, if a thief have, have be, shall be found alive, he shall restore double. Everybody say double. The blood of the lamb has the power to release double portion upon our lives. The blood of the lamb is so powerful. Watch this. Go to Revelation 12, 11. Look how powerful the blood of Jesus is. It says in Revelation 12, 11, they triumphed or overcame the enemy. Talking about Satan and all his demons. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. Jesus blood defeated Satan on the cross listen to me the blood on the cross see the defeat of Jesus Jesus victory on the cross was a total defeat against sin a total defeat against death a total defeat against Satan it was a complete victory irrevocable victory on the cross and it all happened because of the power of the blood that was shed. Jesus went through seven layers of shedding of blood. I don't have time to talk about all of them. But one of them was when blood poured out of his pores before he died in Gethsemane. And he was praying and sweat and blood. And literally scientists have found that inside of the blood is water and salt. And so we understand that we are literally carrying this powerful blood. And Jesus, when he shed his blood, blood came out of his pores. And then also blood came out when Jesus was spit on and they ripped his beard. Blood came out of his cheeks. Blood came out of Jesus when they whipped him. They would whip him with these whips that at the end had metals and some had the teeth of goats and sheep. And so it would stick onto the flesh and it would rip his back, his back completely. And certain historians and theologians say they believe that Jesus' kidneys were out in the open from how deep they had ripped open the back of Jesus. The blood that was shed from Jesus was shed there when he was pierced, when crowns were put upon his head, and when he was speared on the side. Seven dimensions of the bloodshed of Jesus. It was seven significant because seven is the number of completion, of perfection. Jesus had to shed perfect blood to forgive imperfect humanity. Are you with me this morning? 
The blood is so powerful that when Abel was killed by his brother Cain, the Bible says that his blood still speaks on the earth though he's dead. The blood is so powerful that it's a spiritual entity that continues to carry a voice for generations. That is why Jesus' blood will never lose power. Because it is an internal substance that continues to speak, give justice, have mercy, bring justice, have mercy, bring justice, have mercy. That is what the blood of Jesus is crying out every single day. The blood continues to speak. And I want to close with this because I promised you a short message, concise and to the point. And we are, I, I would like for our team, uh, if, if someone on our team can see if we have any holy communion that we can take together. But before I close, I want to share with you, if you can find Barbie, you, you do have it. Okay, just be ready. Okay, perfect. I want to share with you some of the benefits that the blood of Jesus has done for us. See, look at me. I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you why it's so important to understand the power of the blood. This sounds like a nice message until you understand how much you need to apply it in your life. One day there's a woman inside of her room, and it's the middle of the night. It's dark. She's by herself. And a robber enters into her house, and she hears the break-in. Look how powerful the blood is. No, but don't, don't pass it out yet so that people can focus on the message. And then I'll, I'll give you the instruction when. And so this woman is inside. She hears the robber breaking. Fear starts pumping in her heart. And out of nowhere, she starts crying out to God to cover her. And the Holy Spirit tells her, plead the blood over you. Plead the blood of Jesus over you right now. That's what the Lord says. So as the, the robber's breaking in, he has his weapon and what have you, and he's about to, you know, I guess, do what he's got to do, whether kill her or take her possessions, whatever he was going to do. And the story says that in the moment he broke open the master room bedroom, and he walked in, and the woman inside was pleading the blood, shouting the blood. The, the man ran, and she was shocked. She couldn't believe that this man didn't kill her or, 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 or kidnap her or pin her down or just steal everything. He ran straight out that door and left the house. Well, she called the cops. The cops came over. Ma'am, are you okay? Yes. I was frightened, but I'm just so grateful God delivered me from this. I'm glad to be alive. Moments in, in the radio, they hear, you know, we got a call in. I'm just all right, I'm trying to be cool there. A call comes in. I can do it. So, just want to let you know I can do it a little cooler. So they get a call in, and they had apprehended the thief. <laughs> they had apprehended the robber. And as the message is coming in, she, the guy says to her, ma'am, what did you do? What do you mean? The guy is terrified, afraid. He's screaming. We have him cuffed, but he's going crazy. And she says, what happened? The guy says that when he walked in her room, he saw blood all over her body, all over her room. The room was full of the blood shed everywhere. And he feared for his life and ran. That is what demons 
See in the spirit when a Christian has faith in the blood. Come on, you need to put your hands together. When you have faith in the blood of Jesus, hell and the grave is afraid. The devils of hell, I need the pianist to go up. The devils of hell tremble at the power of the blood of the Lamb. Everybody shout, the blood! The power of the blood covers us from death. Put pads. The power of the blood delivers us from sickness. Let me tell you seven benefits of the blood. Number one, the blood has power to forgive every sin in your life. Hebrews 9.22, without blood there is no forgiveness. That is why religion cannot save. Only Jesus can bring forgiveness. Number two, the blood cleanses you. Did you know there's a difference between being forgiven and cleansed? That is why you can ask God for forgiveness, but you still feel guilt in your conscience. Because when you're forgiven is when you repent, but you're cleansed when the blood goes to work in your heart. There's a cleansing. Like let's say you fall into pornography or a sexual sin, and you repent. And the moment you repent and turn to God, He forgives you, but you still feel dirty. That's the cleansing part. And the blood has power to forgive and to cleanse. Number three, the blood has power to redeem. It says in him we have redemption through the blood. What is redemption? To save from, to deliver. God not only forgave you, he not only cleansed you, he delivered you from the grasp of death and hell and Satan and all his demons. Before you knew Jesus, demons would torment you in your mind, in your dreams, in your sleep, in your body. Now, because of the blood, devils cannot come into your room. Devils cannot touch your body. Devils cannot touch your mind. Every evil spirit that wants to rise up against this revival and against this move of God, we declare and plead the blood of the Lamb. Someone say amen. The blood is so powerful, it forgives, it cleanses, it redeems, delivers, restores from death, and it also justifies. What does that mean? When the Bible says that we have been justified, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin, that we may become the righteousness. Justified. 2 Corinthians 5.21. What is that? Justified. You know what it means? It's so powerful. When you enter through Jesus, you enter through the blood, he not only forgives you and cleanses you, justified means just as if it never happened. Whew. You ever heard when someone has a case in the court or, uh, you know, they've had some kind of criminal activity and then their case is expunged. It's totally wiped out from the system of the government like it never happened. When you sin and you come to the blood of the cross and you repent and turn away from it, the blood forgives you, the blood cleanses you, the blood redeems you, and it wipes it away like it never happened. Justified. That's why when the enemy comes against your mind, you say, I'm in the righteousness of Jesus. It sanctifies you. This is another dimension. Sanctification means it separates you. So now not only does it forgive you, not only does it cleanse you, not only does it redeem you, not only does it what? Justify you. But now he will separate you 
for him. Now you become a vessel of honor for the Holy Spirit. Number six, the blood brings peace. I love this because the word, you know what peace means? It's shalom. It means healing, deliverance, freedom, prosperity, breakthrough, everything you can think of. And it also means Shalom is also a term in medical field when a bone is broken. In the area where it's broken, the, the bone releases a chemical and restores the bone in that place. And it's so solidified and strong, it's almost impossible to ever break it in that same spot. That's shalom. That is peace. When the blood cleanses you, God restores. It also means nothing broken, nothing missing. When blood of Jesus comes... Peace comes. That means there's nothing between us. Nothing is broken. Nothing is mis missing. And nothing can separate me ever again. The Bible says, who can separate us from the love of God? No angel. No, de no demon. No life. No death. No present. No past. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. That is peace. What's the first thing that comes in your heart when you're forgiven? Peace. And number seven, the blood heals your body. By his stripes, we were healed. And lastly, I love this one because we've been talking about open heavens. Lift up your hands and say with me, I have open heavens over my life. We are an open heaven ministry. Our mission statement is heaven on earth as a lifestyle. Lift up the piano, Bobby. Look at me. I've been teaching every single week on different keys that open the heavens. Did you know this, this is one of the keys that opens the heavens? Because the blood gives you access to the throne. Whew. It's one thing to be forgiven. It's one thing to be completely justified. It's another thing for the king to say to the ex-robber, come into my palace and sit down with me. The blood gives you access to the heavenly realms. Hebrews 10, 19 says, brothers, now we may walk into the holies of holies where God lives because of the blood of Jesus. Right now, I want to lead you into a moment of repentance. If there's sin in your life, you're living a lie. You're still cursing out your mouth. You're still living a double life. Living full of pride or, or maybe bound to sexual images, videos. The blood can break that off of your life when you put faith in the blood. If you have a situation where demons and evil spirits are tormenting you. Like Egypt, it's time to put blood on your doors, on your house, on your car, on your life. And I'm going to lead you to a prayer. And we're going to apply the blood in our lives. I'm going to ask now the ushers to pass up the Holy Communion.